IndyCar fans, it's time to start your engines. Welcome to Pit Pass Indy, a production of Evergreen Podcast. I'm your host, Bruce Martin, a journalist who regularly covers the NTT IndyCar series. Our goal at Pit Pass Indy is to give racing fans an insider's view of the exciting world of the NTT IndyCar series in a fast-paced podcast featuring interviews with the biggest names in the sport. I bring nearly 40 years of experience covering IndyCar and NASCAR, working for such media brands as NBCSports.com, SI.com, ESPN Sports Ticker, Sports Illustrated, Auto Week, and Speed Sport. So let's drop the green flag on this episode of Pit Pass Indy. Welcome to this week's edition of Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V. We are proud and honored to bring Hy-V to the show as the presenting sponsor of Pit Pass Indy. We will continue to cover the entire NTT IndyCar Series community, and our new partners at Hy-V will help us tell those stories. Hy-V is proud to be the sponsor of the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway as IndyCar returns to the fastest short track on the planet, July 21 to 23, 2023. It promises to be the biggest weekend of the summer with two races on the .875 mile Iowa Speedway Oval and four of the biggest names in entertainment performing before and after each race. American Idol winner and multimedia superstar Carrie Underwood will kick off the High V IndyCar race weekend with a performance prior to Saturday's NTT IndyCar Series race, the High V Homefront 250, presented by Instacart on Saturday, July 22nd. Country music icon and six-time Grammy Award nominee Kenny Chesney will perform following Saturday's High V IndyCar race weekend NTT IndyCar Series race. The action continues the following day with another full IndyCar Series race, the Hy-V One Step 250, presented by Gatorade. Three-time Grammy Award winner and country music power group Zach Brown Band will perform prior to the race on Sunday, July 23rd. British singer-songwriter and global chart-topping artist Ed Sheeran will wrap up High V IndyCar Race Weekend with a performance following Sunday's IndyCar Race on July 23rd. For tickets, fans can visit HyVIndyCarWeekend.com or call the ticket office at 641-417-6007 Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. Although the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway promises to be the highlight of the summer, race over to your local High V throughout the year. High V, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V, is at Iowa Speedway, where eight different IndyCar Series teams and 20 different drivers are testing at the .875-mile short oval on Wednesday, June 21. On Thursday night, June 22nd, Hy-V and IndyCar will take over Court Avenue in downtown Des Moines, Iowa, from 7 to 9 p.m. Central Time for a street party to help promote the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa. Later in this episode of Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V, we will have an extensive interview with Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa General Manager Ann Fishgrund. But first, let's look back at the exciting weekend of racing at Elkhart Lake, Wisconsin in the Sanzio Grand Prix at Road America. 
The 14-turn, 4.014-mile permanent road course has earned the nickname America's National Park of Speed. With a newly repaved surface for the first time since 1995, the grip level was up and the speeds increased to near record levels. It was a very competitive race featuring 444 on-track passes, including 386 for position. There were 110 passes in the top 10, 32 passes in the top 5. All are the most since IndyCar started recording this statistic when it returned to Road America in 2016. Colton Herta of Andretti Autosport started on the pole and led 33 laps in the 55-lap contest. But it was Alex Pelot who started third and led twice for 10 laps, including the final six, to score his third victory in the last four IndyCar Series races and his second in a row. Pelot increased his lead in the IndyCar standings from 51 points to 74 over Chip Ganassi racing teammate Marcus Erickson, who finished sixth. Pelot is one of the four drivers from Chip Ganassi Racing that is testing at Iowa Speedway. I caught up with the Road America winner shortly after his big win for this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V, is the winning driver of the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. Once again, it's Alex Pelot, who's back for the second straight race. The third race out of the last four. Alex, you're on quite a roll. You've built your IndyCar Series championship lead up to 74 now. After the victory, you got to feel pretty good where you stand at this point of the season. Absolutely. I'm feeling fantastic, honestly. Uh, it's been a great start of the season. Uh, it's been a great weekend with uh, some up and downs after what we the crash that we had in practice too. But honestly, super happy to be here again in Victor Lane. It's not often that you can visit Victor Lane like I saw last year um, in IndyCar. So I'm just enjoying every single second uh, from the role that we having at the moment, and hopefully we can keep it going and and keep on winning this season. So in a lot of ways, does it bring back a lot of pleasant memories? Oh yeah, this place is amazing. Uh, I remember the first time I was here with Elcon Racing on my first uh, IndyCar year and uh, it was just an amazing feeling. The fans, it's a special time of the year as well. And we got a, a victory in 2021 and another win here in 2023. So um, yeah, it's, it's an amazing place. I love it. It's my favorite uh, road course of the year and I cannot wait for next year to come back. Every driver calls Road America their favorite road course. 14 turns, 4.014 miles in length. Beautiful scenery, great fans. What is it about Road America that drivers love so much racing here? So, honestly, it was, I thought it was unbeatable um, until they repaved the track and it was just even better because uh, we we got like four seconds or five seconds faster uh, from year to year. So um, the speed, the corners, you have to hustle a lot in high-speed corners like turn one, the carousel. Carousel was flat in qualifying, which was an amazing feeling. Um, not in the race though. And yeah, I, I, I think the hustle that you need to do to get a good lap time, it's what makes drivers feel so good. Because of the added grip level, how much more physical was it today? Yeah, it was a bit more physical than last year, obviously, just because 
you have a lot more cheese. Uh, you have to the the steering wheel gets a bit uh, heavier just because of the speed that you're going through and the downforce that you're getting. Um, but uh, yeah, it was good. Honestly, we're preparing for it. We know how physical it is, and it was not uh, a limitation today. Now, a lot of people are already calling you the championship favorite to win. You're taking a more cautious approach, realizing we're not even at the halfway point of the season, that a lot of drivers can get on a roll like you have. How concerned are you that over the second half of the year, we may see another driver in the contending role emerge? Yeah, I mean, I know I know that's going to happen. I know that uh, we saw Joseph winning five races uh, last year. Uh, we know that... He was going to win two races at Iowa uh, if it was not for a mechanical failure. And there's Iowa coming up. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm not concerned about somebody else. I'm just, um, yeah, not uh, trusting the gap that we have. I love that we have that gap, but uh, there's a lot of races left. Um, and we need to keep on growing that gap because we can make it happen. So we will focus on race to race uh, and not in the championship until it's like later in the year. It was a 55-lap race. Colton Herta started on the pole and led 33 laps. You led 10 laps, but at the end you could see Colton's grip level start to fade and he was also running out of pushes to pass. Just how cautious were you in sizing him up waiting for the right moment to make the pass for the win yeah i saw that we had to be more speed he had to save more fuel uh and more tires than us because he pitted a lap earlier than us on the alternates so i was just trying to push him uh ahead of uh the straights to see if he was gonna use the push to pass and and we can we could try and, and overtake him so it worked the strategy worked i was able to get him into turn one on the outside which was a pretty good move so yeah it's uh it, everything worked today there's other times where you plan stuff like that and it doesn't work but uh it worked today the 250th win for chip ganassi racing across all racing platforms that the team has been involved in how special is it for you to be the driver that gets Chip his 250th win? And I guess in many ways, things are a little bit better this year with Chip than they were last year at this time. Yeah, absolutely. But uh, honestly, I didn't know until I saw it. Uh, they told me on Victor Lane, and it's amazing. I mean, it's a huge milestone for uh, the whole team. Uh, as you said, it's in between all platforms, but still. To get 250 wins as a team, it's uh, huge. So that shows the effort that they put into motorsport, into the races, into good people, into good race cars. And can wait to add a little bit more numbers into that. And also you're representing the American Legion this year. Their campaign is Be The One. And I guess so far in 2023, Alex Palou is proving to be the one. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's amazing. I mean, it's another win for the American Legion car for the Be The One initiative, and it's just awesome uh, to see that we're helping our veterans um, and spreading the Be The One even more and more. So hopefully we can keep it going um, because that's just going to help the American Legion. And, and yeah, we're going to keep on working hard. And in two weeks, we go to another classic American road course, Mid-Ohio. What's your excitement level? going back to that track and the ability to maybe even open the gap even more. Yeah, it's a, a track that I love as well. It's very physical as well because we don't really have time to rest. Um, we had good cars there in the past um, and it's just awesome for, for racing. So hopefully we can get a good qualifying, stay up front and have a, a great win there as well. 
Alex Boyle, winner of the Sancio Grand Prix at Road America. Congratulations on the victory. Good luck in your championship run in 2023. Thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, where there's a friendly smile in every aisle. Thank you. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. In the world of racing, Penske means performance and winning. For good reason. Since 1966, Team Penske has won 44 national championships, 17 in IndyCar alone. And last year, Team Penske claimed its Indianapolis 500 record-extending 19th Indy 500 win with Joseph Newgarden, the latest driver, to win the famed race. Team Penske also won its second straight NASCAR Cup Series championship. In 2022, Penske was the first team in history to win both the IndyCar and the NASCAR Cup Series championships in the same season. Team Penske enters the 2024 NTT IndyCar Series season with 236 IndyCar wins, including 34 500-mile race victories. Those are results that are tough to top. But Penske's legendary reputation for quality and attention to detail makes a statement off the track, too. When you need a truck, whether for your business or for a household move, Penske Truck Rental has some of the cleanest, newest, and best-maintained vehicles on the road. And we make it easy with personalized support from our associates, flexible reservations, and access to the top technology. With quick pickup and drop-off at more than 2,500 locations across North America, our scale and know-how will keep you covered, all helping to ensure you get the right, reliable, fuel-efficient vehicle when and where you need it. On the highways, the raceways, and every pit stop in between, Penske keeps you moving forward. Gain ground with Penske. Get a quote today at PenskeTruckRental.com or for household rentals, download the Penske Truck Rental mobile app today. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V. During the most recent break in the IndyCar Series schedule, Connor Daly was released as driver at Ed Carpenter Racing and replaced by 2012 NTT IndyCar Series champion and 2014 Indianapolis 500 winner Ryan Hunter Ray. The winner of 18 IndyCar Series races took over the number 20 bitnile.com Chevrolet at Road America. Hunter Ray started last in the 27-car field but raced his way up to a respectable 17th place finish. Here is my exclusive interview with Ryan Hunter Ray heading into the race weekend for Pit Pass Indy presented by High V. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by High V, is Ryan Hunter Ray, who's returning to the cockpit for Ed Carpenter Racing. It's been a tumultuous couple of weeks. You were with Ryan Reinbold Racing at the 107th Indianapolis 500. Now you're on a race to race basis with Ed Carpenter Racing. What's the last couple of weeks been like for you? <laughs> it's been wild, uh, to say the least. Uh, tough situation, obviously, when things happen mid season like this. Um, it's tough on everybody, you know? It's a lot of transition. It's a lot of adaptation that has to, to that has to happen in a short amount of time. Um, so, uh, yeah, we're doing the absolute best we can with it. And, um, you know, I was just with a new-to-me team at Indy and um, now with a new-to-me team on the racing side uh, here this weekend. But, uh, yeah, it's it, like I said, it, it's a tough situation, and um, we're, we're all just trying to be better. 
I think that what Ed wants to try to find out is really what his race team's got and also maybe a veteran driver who can help mentor Venus VK. Do you see yourself in that role where you can help him? I absolutely look forward to working with Renus. Uh, you know, he's absolutely a, a natural talent, and um, he's, he has the results to show it. Uh, so I, I sure hope that I can I can help in any way. That's that's what I'm always uh, I'm always looking to um, you know whatever team I'm driving for. I'm always looking I'm, I'm looking to move move the team as a whole forward. After Road America, you moved on to Iowa Speedway for the open test there. That's one of your best tracks, and what is it about Iowa that seemed to fit Ryan Hunter Ray's style so well? It was one of our best tracks for many years, and um, you know, it, I don't know if it's the bumps or what, but when with my time in Andretti, it wasn't our best track towards the end. Um, so hopefully, that's that'll change here with DCR. And I just really, really love short track racing. It's been my most successful form of, of racing, and that's uh, that's why I look forward to it. Our sponsor at High V is very involved in the High V IndyCar Race Weekend. You watching last year's doubleheader from afar, what did you think of the promotion and the whole spectacle that they created oh, in Iowa? Phenomenal, like nothing I've ever seen. That's what you want to see, especially with a, with a race like Iowa where the fans come out, show up. Uh, it's really good to see that activation. And, uh, and, and you know, that, that's, that's ideally how you would like to see that event put on, and, and they knocked it out of the park there. And how excited would you be to participate in the High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa, knowing that you'd have back-to-back doubleheader races, of course, it gets pretty hot in Iowa at that time, but yet to do it in front of a full house with that type of entertainment before and after each race, how badly do you want that to get a chance to experience that for yourself? Yeah, Iowa's a lot of fun, absolutely. Um, you know, our next, uh, we have a test at Iowa, and then our next race is mid-Ohio, so um, yeah, one step at a time. And as far as the one step at a time, how open-ended is your arrangement with Ed Carpenter? I think we'll, we'll, we'll be able to share details on that uh, at some point soon. And returning to IndyCar at the 107th Indianapolis 500, you got up there and you led some laps. How cool was that? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it, the car was the car was really good. I just needed front wing the whole day, and I couldn't take it, couldn't get it because of uh, because of how everything was going. Um, just because of the uh, the front wing adjuster being broken. But yeah, um, so we just missed it there. Could have been a day of uh, uh, of 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 a lot of a lot of progress and and i think we, we were up for a good result but should things work out at ed carpenter racing are you prepared to become a full-time indycar series driver again at this stage of your career uh, i'm just right now i'm looking at getting in the first practice session turning right that i have in a year and a half so we'll, after that we'll uh we'll discuss more after the race weekend and when you size up the team that ed carpenter has put together it's proven to be fast at some tracks needs a little bit of work at others so how do you evaluate the team i mean the potential is absolutely yeah, they're, they're, they're great. They've had the results. Um, you know, just got to find that mojo. And uh, certainly when it comes to the personnel there, you, you know the capabilities within them. Before Ed called, what would you have been doing the weekend of the Road America race? I'm sure you probably had a family vacation or a family venture scheduled to go somewhere. Uh, that's a good question. I'm not sure. We, that was actually last week. We had a, we had a, a scheduled uh, yeah, trip down in the, in, the floor, in the Florida Keys. And as soon as, as soon as I had word this was happening, I came back immediately. Uh, put the blinders on, and here we are. And final question here with Ryan Hunter Ray, the 2012 NTT IndyCar Series champion, the 2014 Indianapolis 500 winning driver. Ed Carpenter is not only your teammate, he's also the team owner. What's your uh, level of respect and the dynamic like between you and Ed Carpenter and what you see he's been able to create with that race team? Yeah, we have the utmost respect for one another. I mean, we've raced wheel to wheel really hard for, for um, you know, for a very long time, since 07. 
Um, and, you know, it, it, our families are tight. Our kids are good friends. Um, we've been good friends. And, um, yeah, it's nice. It'll be nice to be uh, teammates again. Ryan Hunter-Ray, good luck in your new career at Ed Carpenter Racing. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy presented by High V. All right. Thanks, Bruce. I appreciate it. We'll be right back to Pit Pass Indy after this short break. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey, and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Welcome back to Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V. Ann Fishgren is the general manager of the Hy-V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa Speedway. With just one month left before the big weekend of racing and entertainment, Fishgren tells me the details of staging the biggest race of the summer on the NTT IndyCar Series schedule in this exclusive interview for Pit Pass Indy presented by Hy-V. Joining us now on Pit Pass Indy, presented by Hy-V, is Ann Fishgrund, the general manager of the Hy-V IndyCar Weekend. And there's a lot of work that goes into that weekend. It's just a couple of weeks off. So if you could describe to our listeners your role and what to expect this year when they get to Iowa Speedway. Sure, absolutely. Being the general manager of an event like this, it's working together with not only our title sponsor in High V, but also all of the public safety members that are coming out to help us with this event, medical support, ticketing, marketing, you name it, we're involved. Community relations, um, working with the mayor of Newton to make sure that everything is buttoned up and ready to go. It is all hands on deck all the time, but mostly to your point, this thir- uh, this event that's 30 days away to get up and running and host um, as many people as possible to see great racing and great concerts. And on Wednesday, there's going to be some IndyCar teams testing at your track. That just goes to show the level of effort that IndyCar and a lot of the teams are placing into the High V IndyCar weekend to be able to go there and make sure they put on a great show because it is the only doubleheader weekend on the schedule. Doubleheader weekend on the schedule, but also the shortest track we race at oval-wise. So to find that competition, um, everyone wants to put in the best effort they possibly can. Two days in a row is not an easy feat. And so to your point, we'll have a lot of teams, about 20 cars out there this Wednesday testing to make sure that they are prepared and ready to go for the doubleheader weekend in Iowa. I have been billing the High V IndyCar weekend as the biggest race weekend for IndyCar of the summer. Obviously, you have the Indianapolis 500 to start the year before Indy. You have the Acura Grand Prix of Long Beach. There's a lot of big events on the IndyCar schedule, but there's something about what Hy-V has done in conjunction with Penske Entertainment to really turn the Iowa weekend into one of the biggest spectacles of the summer. And when you think about that, the level of effort that's put into place by Hy-V and by Penske Entertainment to make it all come together. With your job, you're probably so 
close to the details, you may not see the big picture. But when you step back and see the big picture, what do you think? Words can't describe it, to be very honest. you It is very uncommon to have this level of talent um, from a concert perspective with this level of athleticism with our drivers. So to have the doubleheader weekend with four amazing award-winning artists performing, it doesn't get bigger than that. And it's very cool to kind of step back to your point and see it all come to fruition. And we just hope that everyone has a great time and un- appreciates how amazing this opportunity is. You brought up a good point with the concerts. If you could just tell our listeners what to expect on Saturday, what to expect on Sunday. Absolutely. So if you're joining us on Saturday, July 22nd, you will have a 50 to 60 minute concert from Carrie Underwood to start the day off. Then the NTT IndyCar Series race. And then following that race, we'll have Kenny Chesney perform for an hour and a half. On Sunday, July 23rd, we will have Zach Brown Band open up with a 60-minute concert, NTT IndyCar Series race following that, and then Ed Sheeran performing for an hour and a half. Your day is going to be filled. Whether you're there for concerts or there for racing, you're going to get a little bit of everything and something going on all day long. And the structure of the ticket prices, uh, starting with the cheapest seats going up to the premium experience. Absolutely. So your grandstand seat is your concert ticket. It's your race ticket. Your grandstand seat, you can see everything. There are additional screens in place to help amplify the experience. Tickets range per day from $100 to $225 to excuse me, depending on where you are in the grandstand. There are other opportunities to provide add-on experiences, such as a garage pass to get closer to the cars or a concert pit pass to get closer to the stage on the infield itself. But bottom line is everyone just needs a grandstand ticket to get in the door and sit in the grandstands. And as far, though, as the price structure, it really is set up for somebody of whether they want to spend a lot of money, whether they want to spend, get a good value. There's varying packages that they can get. If you want to break it down, right, $100 gets you $33 for that first concert, about $33 for the race, and about $33 for the last concert. Absolutely. Now, of course, you're the general manager of the Hy-Vee IndyCar Weekend, If you could run down your staff, obviously you have Michael Montry of the Penske Corporation, you have Bud Danker, uh, the president of Penske Corporation. Who are some of the other key people that are involved? Uh, As Bud Danker told me after the Detroit race, it's really a small team of 10 people that have to turn around and get this thing ready. It is. We have quite a few individuals from the Detroit Grand Prix side coming in to help from a display and operation side, from a sponsorship side, overseeing the suites and hospitality. We have facilities members from the Indianapolis Motor Speedway coming in to help. I mean, it is truly a team effort when it comes to Penske Entertainment and Penske Corporation. That's not your only job. You also work for IndyCar. And if you could describe your role with IndyCar and what you have to do there, your full-time job, I guess in a way you have three full-time jobs. We all wear a lot of hats for the company, but it's a lot of fun every day. So um, day-to-day operations, I'm the director of promoter relations. So working with all of the venues we race at to make sure that our team and their team are ready to go and buttoned up before any truck is loaded into a race weekend. So it's a lot of partnerships and networking and communication to ensure that 
we don't run into any uh, fires come race weekend. So as the director of promoter relations, how well do you get along with the promoter of the Iowa Speedway? She's a little hard to work with, but we're working through it. You also told me uh, before we started taping when you you spent a lot of time in Iowa throughout the year. How much time do you spend there? I haven't added it up uh, because I think someone would count me as an Iowa resident at that point. But I am there about every other week uh, after the first of the year. I'm heading there for about the next six weeks straight through to make sure that event as buttoned up as possible before we open those gates. And then a few times uh, throughout the off season, just to make sure that I'm having very important meetings with our partner in High V and, and the racetrack. And one thing that I, I didn't mention when we were talking about the staff is I can't forget the, the true full-time staff members at Iowa Speedway and the seasonal staff that come in and help support the event too. Iowa Speedway and NASCAR have been a huge partner in this event and we couldn't do it without them. In addition to the grandstand seats that the tickets uh, spectators can buy, last year he had completely upgraded the suites, bringing in temporary suites. If you could give a rundown of how many suites there are, and last year they were all full. They were all full, and this year they're full too. We have, with the permanent suite structure that's at Iowa Speedway and three to four temporary suite structures that um, Hy-Vee has built to support their sponsors in um, companies that work with them day in and day out, we're looking at almost over 100 suites. The level of support from the corporate community, how many of those suites will, are like IndyCar partners? How many of those are local Iowa companies? I would say 75 to 85% are not only just local Iowa companies, but also companies that work with Hy-Vee in all their retail stores. So Pepsi and Hormel um, are great partners in, in activating in that space. But yes, of course, we have opportunities through the the, the sweet structures with Iowa-based companies, but also um, the Paddock. The Paddock has been a huge supporter of this event too, and they've taken up uh, a decent amount of those suites as well. And of course, we have to mention Hy-V. A lot of this couldn't happen without Hy-V's support. And to see a company come into IndyCar with the level of support that Hy-V has been able to do, how valuable is that? And how do you even begin to explain everything that Hy-Vee has been able to do to help promote this race. Hy-Vee is such an interesting and exciting company. They have so many amazing partners that they're working with day in and day out, not only fill their shelves, but figure out, figure out logistics um, of getting groceries or products to customers, um, web and app-based partnerships. Their reach is so unique that it makes, it makes this event that much more interesting. And also the number of people that Randy Edeker, the former CEO of Hy-Vee, and his staff brought out to the race last year to help support the event was phenomenal. The number of people that were on the ground there to help out. Right. You and I were talking about that helpful smile in every aisle, right? That was the goal. They wanted their staff full-time and hourly stores or corporate to be out there, to volunteer, to be the ones helping at the ticket booths, to be the ones helping at the info booths, to be the 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 shuttle riders. They want they want that same experience that you get in their grocery stores to be at the racetrack. And I think we're working towards that goal again this year. 
And the other interesting thing about Hy-V is the way they activated IndyCar, their relationship with IndyCar. You can walk into a Hy-V store in January and you'll see IndyCar displays in the stores. How valuable is that? And how much of a blueprint is that for other sponsors of IndyCar to maybe follow and see how you can get the most for your sponsorship dollar to be involved with IndyCar? Listen, every sponsor that comes into the series activates in a different way and for a different purpose. And Hy-V is able to leverage their storefronts, to your point, their partnership on NBC to raise money for Feed America, um, in numerous ways to get their name out there. While they are taking over the Midwest, I think their goal is to grow and grow and grow. And if you haven't shopped at a Hy-Vee, you absolutely should when you join us at Iowa Speedway this summer. And also there's an event coming up in Des Moines on Thursday, if you could tell our listeners what that is and, and how cool it is to get the city of Des Moines involved in this event. Absolutely. So Thursday night, if you are downtown Des Moines, whether you're going to the Iowa Cubs game or maybe going, I think there's a Chris Stapleton concert that night at Wells Fargo Arena, we will be on Court Street between 3rd and 4th, uh, with a pit stop demonstration, giveaways, bar takeover from 7 to 9 p.m. Des Moines is the capital city of Iowa, and to have them involved, along with Newton, Iowa, along with the state of Iowa, it sounds like you have the entire thing covered. We're working through it. If we don't uh, and we miss something, let us know, but we're working through it, and we hope everyone, if, if someone doesn't know about this event, I'm not sure where they're li- living or watching or listening to because it is on every commercial. It is on every radio station. We are pushing it as much as possible, going into high V. If you don't know this event's going on and you live in Iowa, well, I hope you go to our website and buy some tickets. What is the website to buy the tickets and also the phone number in case fans want to buy tickets over the phone? Absolutely. So right now you can only buy tickets on the website. Um, the website is highvindycarweekend.com and make sure to follow us at IndyCar at Iowa on all those social channels too for the most up-to-date information. And I guess the one thing you can't control over the weekend is the temperature. And I know that it gets pretty hot in Iowa for a daytime race. Yes. Gets even hotter when there's two daytime races. Yes. But to see that many people come out and spend that much time and to see the drivers put on that kind of show in pretty hot temperatures, that really gives you an idea just how committed everybody is for this event. I think people forget sometimes how athletic our drivers are and what it really takes for the crew members and the drivers to put on this show. And those heat, those temperatures definitely are not the best. Um, so it truly is a feat in itself. The artists, the performers, the fans, we want to make sure everyone's safe and healthy. Um, but we do ask you that you try to stay hydrated. <laughs> and by being part of Penske Entertainment and working with Penske Entertainment, how much have you really learned about business and the sport because the way Roger Penske does things have always been successful. They've always been buttoned up, very professional. It's a lot, right? We all wear, like we were just talking with my jobs, we've been wearing a lot of hats, but we want to be diligent. We want to be aware. Um, We balance a lot of things. And so it's, I wouldn't say it's a challenge because it's not for those that are willing to learn and do it, but I've definitely learned a lot of the business um, I've been very honored to learn a lot of the business, and I, I hope that we can continue this great event because it's been a lot of fun and um, it's important to the company. And to many of our listeners, who is Ann Fishgrund, and how did you get involved in IndyCar? <laughs> um, 
you know, I, I don't know if I know myself outside of racing anymore. I, I didn't look, I didn't grow up with racing. I didn't watch races growing up. I grew up in South Bend, Indiana. So at least I'm a Hoosier at heart. Um, but after college, I applied for an internship at IndyCar Marketing, and I've been here ever since and truly honored to be a part of the team. And as far as those just seeing the way the sport is growing, there were some struggles there in the beginning to try to get traction, but it really seems like IndyCar is getting traction now, especially under the guidance of owner Roger Penske. Now that the world is kind of coming out of the COVID years, people want to get out, people want to experience their summers like they always have. Every race that IndyCar has gone to this year in the 2023 season, attendance has been up, viewership has been good, sales are great. We want to keep that momentum alive. And so to your point, I do feel like it's coming back. The paddock has never been more full. Sponsors are coming on board. It's a really fun place to be right now. Ann Fishgren, the general manager of the Hy-Vee IndyCar Weekend at Iowa Speedway, Good luck with the race weekend. Good luck in the month leading up to the race. And thank you for joining us today on Pit Pass Indy presented by High V, where there's a friendly smile in every aisle. <laughs> thank you. And that puts a checkered flag on this edition of Pit Pass Indy presented by High V. We want to thank our guest, Sanzio Grand Prix at Road America winner Alex Pelot of Chip Ganassi Racing. Ryan Hutter Ray of Ed Carpenter Racing and High V IndyCar Race Weekend at Iowa General Manager Ann Fishgrund for joining us on today's podcast. Along with loyal listeners like you, our guests help make Pit Pass Indy presented by High V your path to victory lane for all things IndyCar. And because of our guests and listeners, Pit Pass Indy presented by High V is proud to be the winner of the best podcast by the National Motorsports Press Association. And for all your shopping needs, be sure to visit your local Hy-Vee, where there's a helpful smile in every aisle. For more IndyCar coverage, follow me at Twitter at Bruce Martin, uppercase B, uppercase M, one word, underscore 500. This has been a production of Evergreen Podcast. A special thanks to our production team. Executive producers are Bridget Coyne and Gerardo Orlando. Recordings and edits were done by me, Bruce Martin. And final mixing was done by Dave Douglas. Learn more at evergreenpodcast.com. Until next time, be sure to keep it out of the walls.